Hey, hey, thanks for listening to Moments with Daru podcast. And I'm your host, Modhani. This is season four, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen. This season will have different conversations with remarkable guests who share their life journey, moments of overcoming dire circumstances, and lessons we can learn from them. I will also have solo episodes where I will share my thoughts on day-to-day situations, life events, or aha moments. I do all of this so that you may be inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. With that said, let's dive in. So today's guest is an author, motivational speaker, and life coach. She is a certified emotional intelligence trainer, certified life skills coach, and certified professional resume writer. In 2008, she began working in the field of coaching and social services, and since then, she has trained and educated thousands of clients with professional and career development through career coaching and life skills management. She has written several articles on personal and professional development and is working on her first self-help book. Welcome onto the show, Lapora. Thank you so much, Mithoni. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Before we dive into our conversation, how are you today? And what's one thing that you are learning throughout this pandemic? Mm. So I'm actually doing pretty good today. I have to say uh, it's, it's been a, a great day. The sun's shining, so it's, it's great there. Uh, one thing that I've learned through the pandemic is really just how important family is. Just being able to have that connection, to be able to develop and nurture those relationships. I think pre-COVID, a lot of times, uh, at least for myself, I can say I took for granted the relationships that I had on a daily basis. But during COVID, I was, I saw it in a different perspective and I realized that I should nurture those relationships a little bit more so that way they can, can grow and to be healthy relationships later on. I hear you. The pandemic made us really focus in on the things that matter and, you know, narrow in on those things as well that we need to nurture. Just like, as you've said, you know, relationships that you want to see grow and go beyond just this period of time, but relationships to last um, for a long while. So you gave me a phrase for this conversation, which is think outside the box for success. Why Mm. this phrase and take us a little bit deeper into it. Sure, Mithoni. So essentially the book that I'm that I'm I'm working on is is really about just thinking outside the box when it comes to success. A lot of times when we look at success, we have in our minds, okay, this is what success looks like. It looks like someone who is climbing up the career ladder. It may look like someone who is making a mega salary. Uh, It may look like someone who has attended a very prestigious college, right? And by all all standards, yes, I would agree that that is a form of success. However, there are other forms of success as well. 
um, for some people, the very fact of them being able to, to wake up in the morning and to get out of the bed and to, to get their job done, whatever that job is, that is also a success. Uh, the, the student who is, is working a, a part-time job to make it through a, a college, right? It may not be the, the top tier college, but college in general, they are also a success. And so I think that people should start to reevaluate um, how they view success because that ultimately is going to lead to providing uh, ourselves with more credibility and also increasing our self-worth. I couldn't agree more. There's so many definitions of success and we all view um, success from different lenses. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. for some people, I heard, I, was, I think I was listening to a YouTube video where people don't know how to think for themselves. They may think that they are thinking for themselves, but it's actually them just rearranging their ignorance. So mm -hmm. how would you help someone realize that Yes, society has this standard of success, but how can I think for myself and, you know, um, redefine success for myself? So I think the key to that is understanding and realizing that there is a comparative trap there, right? Uh, in society, we get so caught up when we're using, you know, social media or even just looking at the, the news and pop culture, we can get caught up in, okay, look at, look at what this life is and look at how uh, this particular person is living. Oh, wow, that has to be so amazing, so awesome. So understanding that as human beings, that is going to be something that we naturally do. We're going to naturally compare ourselves to other uh, individuals and other lifestyles. That being said, after we realize that, hey, this is a, this is a comparison, we have to do some internal work. We have to realize what are we doing that makes a difference and that makes an impact in other people's lives? So some soul searching is definitely necessary, um, but also taking the time to do some, some workbook or some work uh, in a book or in a journal and being able to write out uh, the things that we are proud of, of what we've done personally, and then taking the time to figure out, well, how can we improve this for ourselves? Yes, I, I like that. Taking the time to just do the inner work. So would you say that there are some steps that one can take? Yes, you've mentioned journaling, but then someone gets to open the journal book and they just see a blank page and that intimidates them. How can they yeah. navigate through that moment where they're looking at a blank page and they're trying to take the first step of doing this inner work? So... Essentially, it's going to be narrowing down. So because I specialize more so in, in the professional realm, I'm going to just focus in on this part. But the same steps can also be applied when we're looking at the personal lives as well. So when we're looking at the prof professional, let's say that uh, you have an individual who has an entry-level job uh, at a particular company. And the first step would to be to actually write out what is it that you do? What is it that you do at your job? Um, you know, just going through those normal duties and responsibilities. And then take the time to figure out, so what would happen if you are no longer uh, in that position and no one else who has that same role as you is no longer in that position uh, to be able to see the impact 
uh, from that particular stance. And then of course, increasing that and saying, okay, so now that you see the impact of not only your particular role, but your role in general, how very important it is, then being able to say, okay, so how can I, in this particular position, how can I create more impact? So essentially just going through those three questions uh, as a initial stance to be able to figure out uh, how can they uh, better increase uh, what it is they're offering, increase their self-worth by being able to, to notate those things. I agree. I agree with those steps. It's always about asking yourself questions and it's okay if you don't have the answer right then and then, but at least it's a good starting point to prompt you to dig deeper and reflect some more on yourself. So has there ever been a time, maybe with your younger self or maybe at a period when you were growing your career, where you just felt like, what is success? Yes, uh, throughout my entire life, Mithoni. <laughs> <laughs> when has it not, in all honesty, you yeah. know what I mean? Even though I am, you know, focused on getting people to think outside the box, that does not mean that I don't still struggle with, as you had mentioned before, um, just getting caught up with, uh, you know, you think that you're outside of it, but you only realize that you're just, you know, rearranging things, but it's still there. Um, that being said, it's just starting out when I was a kid and just understanding that there were a lot of things that were working against me. Um, as being a, a black woman who, well, a black child <laughs> at the time, yeah. uh, living in a, uh, a lower social economic status, there were a lot of things that worked against me. My parents worked really hard to, to provide for us and they did an amazing job at that. But as society was, there were still some obstacles and challenges that we had to face. So even from a young age, um, me feeling like, oh man, I'm probably not as successful as I really want to be. I know I can do more. I, I need to do more in order to show my parents, in order to make my parents proud, in order to show society that I am worth something. And that just, that whole mentality just really carried on uh, into high school, college. And then as I worked um, in that working field, just feeling the need to continuously prove myself in order to say, hey, I am successful. This is what it's about. And throughout that time, I also started to see, well, what does this mean for, for my parents? Or what does this mean for other hard workers who aren't necessarily working their way up the career ladder? But I see the work and the effort that they are putting into what they're doing. Um, I realized that what I was chasing after was not the best way to do it and that getting that internal work done was something that was necessary in order to to go further um in order to be able to also develop that endurance that mental endurance because i was i was chasing chasing paper chasing money instead of really just chasing to be a better version of myself yeah, I tell you, it takes a while for us to realize we shouldn't be chasing money, right? <laughs> it's about, you know, seeking to become our best versions of ourselves and how can we be of more impact or whatever we're doing, how can it impact others for the greater good? I mean, sometimes I wonder why we take so long, but it's, I guess it's the journey. It's called life. We have to go through that and figure out, actually, it's all about chasing our best versions of ourselves. Yeah. 
so, you know, you, one thing you, you mentioned as far as, you know, the different journeys, and that's the thing, like, I can't say that this journey is going to take uh, a couple of years or six months, right? Because everybody's different and there's so many different factors that come into play there. And so being able to do that internal work and just being committed to that is ultimately what's going to be most beneficial in order to be able to, to become the best version of ourselves. Because we can't continue to compare, oh, well, Lepora said it was going to take six months because it, it very well may not because everyone is different. So that's just another thing to kind of, you know, keep in mind as well. Yeah, we are all different. But I like the word that you've just used, commit, commit to the eternal work. Because sometimes we get intimidated by the work that we need to do and we become inconsistent and slowly fade away from doing what we need to do. So how have you committed to your journey, regardless of how long it takes? How are you committing to stay on that path of becoming the best version of yourself? Time. <laughs> yeah. Time increase. Um, just really being able to, to, to know that it's not something that I'm going to get done after one try. I may have some setbacks, but I'm going to, with time, I'm going to keep getting better at it. And with that, also giving myself grace, understanding that as much as I really want to be the best uh, wife, the best mother, the best daughter, the best sister, the best friend, I really want to be that for so many people. Sometimes I'm not going to be, and it's not intentional. It is, I'm really trying, but you know, when you're, you're balancing all these things, you're not going to be able to be that best version all of the time for everyone. And so just being able to un understand that and give yourself some grace to know that it's okay. It is perfectly okay. And it doesn't mean uh, a setback doesn't mean that you you cannot be the best version of yourself, uh, but it's also understanding, okay, so I've had this setback. Part of being the best version of yourself is understanding that, giving yourself grace, and then realizing, okay, so this is how I can come back from that particular setback in order to continue. So that time and grace, time and grace for sure. Yes, grace, isn't it? Uh, I think for me, one thing that I'm learning is extending grace to myself as well. It's always important to also give ourselves the kindness, the grace that we give to others. So if your younger self was seated across you right now, what would you tell her? Oh gosh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would, I would, uh, I would tell her just to believe in herself. Um, number one, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the current situation looks like, what it is, you can still be great and your greatness does not have to be society's version of great for you to be great. Um, so don't give up on your dreams. Don't just, just know that it may take, you know, some time and, and give yourself that grace, but you can do it. You are powerful and you have so much strength. You just have to, you just have to keep going. Oh, wow. Powerful words. 
So your younger self, as you've told her, is to believe in herself and she's going to be great. So what would she say knowing that you're writing or you're working on your first self-help book? <laughs> I don't know what she would say. <laughs> she probably doesn't believe me. <laughs> She's probably thinking, is this a dream again? Um, it would probably make her smile, honestly, uh, just to know that. I was a very creative child, but just didn't know what to do with all of that creativity as a kid. Mm. And uh, yeah, she would be amazed and probably wondering like, what, what took you so long? And <laughs> 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 I'm working on it. <laughs> so, yeah. Could you tell us a little bit more about the book? Do you have a title and what category will it be catering to in the self-help category? Uh, so I'm actually taking the traditional publishing route. So um, I'm in the in the throes of of my book proposal currently, uh, but I'm really excited about that. It is going to so self help, uh, motivational, inspirational. I don't yet have a title because I'm still you know trying to refine a lot of things in it. And the title is the last thing that I want to do just to ensure that I'm not, um, I guess, you know, boxing myself in <laughs> yeah. with the title and basing it off of that. But instead I'll base the title off of, off of everything that I have written down. Um, <clears throat> and it's really just about understanding that kind of how we talked about, you know, making that success or having success, having impact, that a lot of times, you know, we look at it as being, it's, it's climbing the career ladder, but there's so many impactful people that aren't in high visibility roles, that are not in prestigious or powerful positions per se, but that doesn't mean that they don't have power. Um, we think about, um, individuals such as, uh, let's say, uh, housekeeping, right? Just think about if there were no housekeepers, there would be a lot of work not getting done outside yep. from that. Yep. That is such an essential role. And my goal is to help people who, whether they are stay-at-home parents, whether they're in the, the entry-level positions and they feel like my job doesn't matter. I I don't matter. Like I could leave today and, and no one would care. I want to let them know that is absolutely not true. That is absolutely not true. You are more invaluable than you could ever imagine. And this, this book is just the start of bringing awareness to society that we got some power players uh, up, in, up in the world that just aren't in those high visibility roles. And it's time for that voice to to be out there those marginalized voices it's time for it's time for a voice to speak up so that's where the book is coming from all the best with that and i really like how you said that there are so many people in powerful positions it's just that they're not visible enough like the ceos or you know the board of directors so i like that what's the best advice you have received from anyone that's a really good question. You stumped me on that one, Vithoni. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's just, uh, there's a saying, and it's don't quit, just do it. 
and and with that it's it's like the spelling of don't quit and then it crosses out the n and the t and don't and it crosses out the q and the u uh and quit and then you can just see do it yeah. right there and that to me is just it's a simple statement but i like simplicity because whether it's your personal life or your professional life don't quit just keep going just keep pressing on because eventually you are going to get to a place where it's going to be better and i and it could just be emotionally it could be physically it could be financially whatever the case may be but you're going to get a break and it's going to take that time but don't quit yes the break will come just keep on going and do not quit so just to change gears a little bit for this conversation if you could interview a famous person who would you choose and why i honestly i really honestly want to or would like to interview my ancestors um i would like to interview the ones who were and i i feel like i'm i'm going to take this probably to a, a dark place and i don't intend to mm-hmm. but just as a as a black woman who who lives in the united states just being able to interview my ancestors who had to travel that path um i want to know where they got their strength from yeah i want to know what kept you going and why did you not quit um because that's really hard like every time i think about it that's so hard and i'm only here because they lived hmm. and they and they somehow made it through and and i just i i cannot i cannot grapple with with where they got that strength because that had to have been some amazing strength to to endure what they endured and so they're not they're not famous per se but in my eyes they they are and more than anyone else that is who I would love to interview yes their strength honestly i think it was divine because some situ- what they went through is is something we can't even imagine but they endured and yeah that is amazing strength my next question would be when do you feel the most in control when i'm writing oh um, nice which i guess it sounds a little bit of counterintuitive because it's creative creative writing in a sense but just letting my mind flow but the ability for me to allow my mind to flow i feel that that's when i'm in the most control because only i can tell my mind what to write <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i <laughs> that well, yeah. i i like that that you're most in control while you're writing so i guess you don't struggle with writer's block Well, I do. I do struggle with that, but even then it's just a matter of okay, so I'm not going to write about this. I am going to step away from that particular project and let's let's write about something else because the words never stop, which is really scary. Mm. Um is that I wonder like when will the words stop, but they don't stop coming. I mean, they may stop coming for a particular topic or a project, but the words are always there, which is it's scary but it's exciting at the same time that they they're always there love it i love it and how would you want to be remembered um 
I would love to be remembered as someone who not only cared for people, but who was able to help people to, to speak up. One of the, the things that I consider myself to be, and I'm going to coin the term as a, a conversationalist motivator. Um, and with that, I, I really that believe that through engaging in, in conversation and in connecting with people that I can in, motivate and hopefully inspire people. And at the same time, through conversation and through engaging and connecting, hopefully inspiring and motivating people to speak up, to say what's on their mind, to not be silent, to, to share those thoughts and to connect with others. Um, I really want to be known as someone who is, is able to, to be genuine, authentic, and really engage with people. Because as I was younger, that was really something that I desired was to, to have a connection with people and that just traveled on into adulthood is that I, I genuinely want to get to know people, genuinely want those relationships because I believe that it's so vital and it's so very important to, to just maintaining um, our, our health and our strength, which I feel like it comes full circle uh, because the first question, you know, you asked me was about, you know, uh, COVID and as far as one thing that I learned and it just kind of goes back to that is just being able to, to nurture those relationships and engage. And that is one thing that I would love to be known for is that I am a person who believes in engaging and nurturing all relationships. So, uh, yeah. Do you recall or do you have a recollection of a moment where you bumped into a stranger you struck a conversation and you were able to motivate them. Yes, all the time. Um, I don't, so I, I'm also an empath. So essentially the, what other people feel, I, I feel whether I want to feel it or not, the, the, the goods, the bads, the uglies, I can feel all of that. And so I, I have the ability to attract a lot of people who are honestly just wanting to engage and connect with, with other people. And I think it was, it was once uh, I had my kids at the park and there was a lady that I was talking to and I, and I honestly don't know what the conversation was about. It was, it was probably about kids playing, <laughs> eating dirt. I don't know. Uh, but uh, the conversation just went on to, you know, professional development and personal development and her not feeling like she was adequate um, with just simply being a stay at home parent. And what I was able to share with her was just about, uh, you do a lot. Like a lot of times people don't look at stay at home parents like that, but you, you don't get paid for the most part. I mean, you get paid in love, mm. right? But you, you don't get paid for the hours that you work. And guess what? When everybody else is off at five o'clock, you, you got you to gotta start your second shift. <laughs> like it doesn't stop. Um, but just after having that conversation with her, she was very motivated to not necessarily get a job, but to start appreciating what she had to offer as a stay-at-home parent. And that was just one of the many times where I just ran into random people and through having those conversations and engaging with them, just able to be able to encourage them and to motivate them to just, you know, hey, keep doing what you're doing and, you know, appreciate yourself because you're wonderful. I like that. I love it. So in closing, 
still staying on the same thread of motivating someone out there, is there anything that's still on your heart or mind that you want to share with someone out there? Just know that it really does not matter. Like what you see in pop culture, what you see in the news, as far as when we're talking about success, when we're talking about, you know, being great, create your own definition of what that is. Create your own definition and you strive for that. You strive for valuing yourself and bringing yourself credibility and finding what works for you. Because at the end of the day, you, your thoughts of yourself are the most important. And so you need to start putting your thoughts first. Dear listeners, I could not have said it any better. You get to create your own definition of success and your thoughts of self are so important because they're the driving force for everything that comes after that. So I hope you'll hold on to some of these words that you've heard during this conversation. And until next time, take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm.